Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. This week's episode is sponsored by Drive Flowers. Founded by Free and Figuring It Out co-host Verity Brown, that's me, Dried Flowers curates dried flower bouquets that can be sent by post all around the UK. Dried flowers are beautiful, last a year and beyond, and never need water, thankfully. Fresh flowers are great, but if you want something for your home or to give something that is low maintenance, lasts more than a week, and is a talking point, shop with Dried Flowers. Free and figuring it out listeners get 30% off and free delivery by using the code podcast. Simply visit drive, D-R-I-V-E, flowers.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Free and Figuring It Out. This is Sherelle and today I have been figuring out how I make decisions so decision making, decision choices, decisions, all those words that aren't even real words, Sherelle, well done, um, has been something that's been really on my mind. I have just uh, invested in a new programme with the fabulous Kerry Lines from The Imperfect Life, but it was really insightful for me to think about how I made decisions. And, you know, I think we've spoken before on the podcast about do you listen with your head, do you listen with your heart, how in tune are you with your body? I'm quite a logical person and therefore I'd like rather have a list and be like rational and do pros and cons. And I had some very, very interesting conversations with a number of people trying, as I was trying to make the decision about whether I should join or not. It was really insightful for me to see how people choose decisions. So some people are like, oh, you know, where do you like feel it in your body? Like um, some woman that spoke to me around this idea of, if you missed out on the opportunity, how would you feel? How do you, um, like, what What some people obviously are more pros and cons, like what are the benefits, what are the cons of it? Um, what would you do if you didn't use the money there? How would you use it somewhere else? And I just think it's really interesting because like decision-making, some people take so long over it and some people are so quick. And like, we are really like different when it comes to human beings. And I definitely am slower than I need to be. And I think that, does have implications across my life so yeah I'm figuring out maybe trying to listen a little bit less to my head and a bit more to my heart going forward but we'll see if that works oh my gosh I love this I love it oh here she goes she's um, all heart that's why oh well I I think but I also think it comes it's maybe a little bit to do with risk I feel people who are get this the wrong way around but more risk averse take longer mm-hmm. because they're trying to figure out okay what are the risks da, 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 da. whereas for me like I am I'm a risk taker so I can make decisions quicker because I, I just think well if it doesn't work or if it's the wrong decision it'll be fine I'll figure it out sort of thing um promo show promo but, <laughs> um I say it all the time figuring it out and every time I say it I think of the podcast um but yeah I think um and I think it's interesting what you said what people have recommended um about getting out of your mind and into your body I've been saying that quite a bit to a few people who've been asking me about certain things um and you know we've talked about journaling and meditation and just seeing if something comes to you um the 
the biggest thing for me that helps is when I uh, say for instance I'm going to book something this happened actually this week I'd found somewhere to stay and I was going to book it and I something in me was saying there's something better out there so I delayed in booking it and then it went it, okay. it was booked it was fully booked and I wasn't bothered and I was like yeah I know that that now I, I, I there wasn't enough drive in there to book it when I should have done whereas then something else came up and I booked it within five minutes I was like that's where I want to stay so I think it is also building that intuition as well well there's people that talk about like if it's not a hell yeah then it's a hell no and that idea yeah. like, if you like you said if you see something and you know you want to buy it it's instantaneous and actually normally when we are contemplating stuff it's probably something that's in that middle area like that's why and you know when people are like mm. when I'm sitting on the fence or whatever it's because it's in that middle ground which is like you think it would be nice or you think it would be beneficial you know you can see some value but then there's also some some downside to it so that is where then maybe yeah if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no yeah I quite I quite like that I know there's always going to be a gray area with things but I do like that and I think feel like you're happy really happy with the decision you've now made and I think it's also a relief isn't it also just it's so draining trying to make a decision (laughs) it can be so draining making the decision and I think you know when you think about actually how much of your life you've probably spent like contemplating like making choices and because even when I think of example when I used to rent and I used to try and choose a place to rent I used to spend so much time it was so annoying yeah but it's it's, uh, you know it's like you said at the beginning it we're all we're all human we're all different and I think the other thing is maybe some areas of life will be easier for you to make decisions than others yeah like for me when it comes to love like I was very clear I I knew on that first day if it was a goer or a knower (laughs) I've just made that word up um and I'd know and like with with knew my my girlfriend at the minute like I didn't even there wasn't even a second where I thought oh this isn't meant to be something that I'm meant to be in and then all the guys that I kind of dated like once I knew at the end of that day that Mm. I didn't want anything further and so for me the love bit was easy but then when it comes to maybe bits with money when it comes to sometimes bits with like business career I always am a bit right I need to think this through so I think it is sometimes depends on the area of your life as well and what you feel most confident in yeah no I definitely would say even though we have tendencies they don't um they hmm. don't run through everything in life yeah I definitely would say we all have areas that we're stronger with our decision making than others yeah yeah oh cool well I'm glad you made the decision you did I think I'm excited to hear all about it coming up um this week I've been figuring out flowers um so um basically I have gone to the dried flower business as um a side hustle of mine I needed time away from a screen and I wanted to use my hands doing something that I absolutely love and I think dried flowers are incredible because they are basically really low maintenance and I end up killing things if they're maintenance so um I love flowers and I love fresh flowers but they can get quite expensive if you always want fresh flowers in Mm -hmm. your house um and obviously they don't last that long and plants 
I mean, I do love plants and I do have a few plants and I've done okay with them, but I do normally have them. Um, so yeah, so I've ended up um, setting up uh, my little side hustle, which I'm really loving. Um, and alongside that, which is a bit random, but again, it was, I wanted to get off the screen and I wanted to do something with my hands. And also probably give a little bit back as I've started to volunteer at some gardens near me in Windermere. So they're called Hull Herd Gardens um, and they're huge. And they have like some national collections of different flowers. And wow. it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I went to visit and I was like, I need to volunteer here. So I go there like every Wednesday morning and help wherever they need me to help. Um, just, you know, making the gardens pretty and... And so that's been really, really lovely. So I'm learning a lot at the minute about flowers and about trees and, you know, all of that. And it's it's really interesting. And I think it's important, like, at the minute, I feel very busy and I need that escape, you know, something for me. And the phrase that keeps coming to my head is, if you need something doing, give it to a busy woman. And it doesn't make sense in a way, but then it makes every bit of sense because Sherelle will know I'm not the most organised person in the world. And that is that is fine. Like when I have money, that will be like a whole team that I have of people who just organise stuff because I am terrible. Um, but it makes me more organised because I have to be because I've got yeah. so much on. So in a way, I have all these boundaries now of like, right, half 10 till half 12 I'm at the gardens which means like half eight till half 10 I need to do this piece of work and it, it's like all mm-hmm. set so I'm quite enjoying that bit as well so figuring out organization I suppose with it but yeah it's it's been nice it's been nice to get my hands kind of working other than a keyboard which uh is necessary but can sometimes suck the soul out <laughs> Oh no, I think doing anything around like nature at the moment and like, yeah, getting some screen time off the screen, but still being able to be engrossed in something, I think is really Mm. powerful. So yeah, I can imagine that's a really useful thing to do. Um, I actually also kill plants. I kill everything. So no hope. (laughs) Yeah, can can someone let us know if they don't kill plants? Because I don't think I know anyone who doesn't really... (laughs) I feel like we all I don't know I don't know where I will actually learn I literally learned two weeks ago that with a plant you're meant to water it from the bottom up oh so for 34 years and I was with my mum when I learned this and I was like why did you never tell me this she was like how do you water from the bottom well like you have like a tray yeah you know like you have those trays and then you'll have a plant pot with holes in and then you put water in the tray and it sucks it up Mm. And I was like, you know, when you have those moments where you think, oh my, like, really? Have I not known this for 34 years of my life? This is ridiculous. So now I feel like a plant queen. Now I know that. I feel like I've got a superpower, but I still will probably kill them. Especially the, the, I think I'm, I think now I'm buying the sturdy ones that like can be fairly abused and still keep going. (laughs) Because otherwise they just are like, oh, verity. Give up. I'm giving up. I'm giving up. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my figuring out. And then amongst my flowers, um, I've been reading quite a lot of um different bits this week, but something that um 
did stand out to me was um, an article that I read on um, a platform called Autostraddle and it was called, it is called, uh, What This Trans Survivor Wants JK Rowling to Know um, and um, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong, I have tried to find out the correct pronunciation but it's by Z Pham, um, and who is a trans woman and basically this comes off the back of I don't know if you remember Sherelle, but a few months ago when JK Rowling tweeted um, quite an insensitive tweet regarding um, people who menstruate and she said something along the lines of, um, oh, people who menstruate, there used to be a word for that, wombooned, womband, and was trying to like play on the word yeah. woman um, because now we say people who menstruate because it's not just women mm. um, people who are transitioning um, can you know also menstruate so so more aware brands are trying to make uh, menstruation more inclusive yeah. um, and so she this starts a huge um, Twitter argument which really makes me sad because I think in the past JK Rowling has really stood up for a lot of things that I believe in um, and she has been a real beacon on social media for common sense and mm. I suppose more liberal views um, but in this um, experience she ended up um, becoming uh, what you call a turf so basically it's it's feminists who don't believe that trans women belong in in within feminism mm -hmm. um and it just started off this whole debate all the harry potter act well most of the harry potter actors came out and said we don't agree with what she said mm -hmm. we support trans women you know trans women are women like you know we support you like um, daniel radcliffe um nearly called her hermione granger <laughs> emma watson <laughs> <laughs> um so they came out in in support of trans women um and then it's obviously kind of you know left people in a bit of shock because this is people's heroine you know mm. like she wrote Harry Potter and for a lot of Generation Z and even the younger millennials that was a big part of their childhood yeah. you know so um basically in in this article um Z talks about how there's this real fear around trans women and um, we've discussed this before, Sherelle, but around how they're depicted on, on screen and just this whole misunderstanding of if a trans woman is in a bathroom or a changing room, then they're a threat. You know, they're, they're in there in disguise so they can um, be a man who um, lures on the women. And, and there's this whole dialogue around that. And... Um, you know, just a few pieces from, from the article that she said. She said, it's the reason why most, why, why almost every parent of a young girl is hypervigilant because violence against women is expected all across the world. In this bit, she's talking about how, as a woman, we are born unequal in the sense that we can't walk the street as confidently as a man yeah. because we are at more of a risk of violence. Um, and that is all over the world, as, as she said. Um, and so it's just increasing that kind of fear within women who are not trans um, to, to be scared of, of 
men who are transitioning to the, mm. the person that they were born to be. Um, she also said um, there's a trans panic defense that allows murderers to receive more lenient sentences by claiming they were in shock after learning an intimate partner was trans. They position themselves as the victims to the sinister deceiving trans person. So again, it's this depiction that a trans person is trying to trick us, is trying to manipulate, is trying to, you know, put us in a situation where we'll be ashamed or shocked. And then that has led to an actual law where anyone who murders a trans woman is looked on as some sort of victim because they were in shock, because they Mm -hmm. learned that that person was trans. Um, And then she said, you know, she doesn't want to put all the focus on JK Rowling. And she wants um, to focus on that trans people have been shamans, priestesses, teachers, healers, and cultural leaders for generations and still are. You know, this isn't a new thing. Trans people Mm -hmm. are part of our communities. For ages um and then she finishes off by saying what if the woman who intended to attack me in the bathroom saw the fear in my eyes and realized that we're both incredibly tired of being wary of peril at every turn what if we acknowledged each other as mirror images even with distinct lived experiences what if we turned our focus towards addressing that fear and recognized that in case that a threat presents itself it would be much easier for the two of us to take it on alone together rather than alone. And so it's just, again, a lovely um, article to really understand how it, it feels to be a trans woman uh, in 2020. And I think just something interesting from a, a personal point of view that I've always had this thought, and this was when like, I, I didn't embrace my queer sexuality when I kind of, you know, just assumed I, I was straight but when they would be like oh men can't come into changing rooms and you know I, I get that but then I would always think but there could be women in who are who are lesbians or queer and I I used to always it was always something in my head that I couldn't get around um and I think now I'm I'm older and I've assessed it it is probably more along the fact of a straight man is more threatening in in the pure sense of they are stronger generally Mm. than a woman and so um and also um due to the element of rape in the um a man can rape a woman a woman well they can but it's very hard for a woman to rape a woman or a woman to rape a man and it's just i think there's so much dialogue that i now need to unpick from growing up and you know what I was told what I thought myself and I'm really trying to understand people again who aren't like me I suppose yeah I think that thing around you mentioned about um like men coming to change rooms I had a lesbian PE teacher and I remember like didn't we all (laughs) I just remember the sort of like we were probably quite horrible to her and that feeling of being like, well, should she be allowed to be in the changing rooms? And I think that was the first, like, that thing about, so why are we saying we, same sex are allowed to be in because they're not perving on each other? And like, we'd all be like, Miss, you going to be on us, whatever. Or is it because we all have, we have the same body and therefore that's why it's acceptable? And I think as soon, yeah, as soon as you do, as soon as we open up the doors to say, well, are people with different bodies 
are allowed in if you have been transitioning actually that it doesn't make any sense if we're saying it's purely for me um so that people don't have to feel as if they could be looked at then now the only option is literally one person to one cubicle like that's the way forward you know what I mean so as soon Mm. as we start to you start to question any of that stuff um it really starts to open up like I suppose it shows how much the structure of our like of the world has been based on us just having these like men and women and one likes the other and that's it yeah and it's funny like I would like frequent the gay bars in Blackpool when I was 16 don't tell anyone um and they their toilets were just like multi-gender you know like you just went in there was no locks I mean yeah it was definitely a life lesson in there um but it was like you wouldn't you wouldn't bat an eyelid if a man walked into women's toilets and I suppose there was an assumption that he was gay because you're in a gay club but it may not have been I mean I was back then a straight woman in a gay club you know and I don't know it's it's just it's just funny isn't it like if we if we really like just sit and think about it and and process it but one thing I just want to say and and this is something that was a huge part of my gratitude practice when I was at a really low point and something that I don't think we think about a lot but just to practice every day to be grateful that you were born into the body that you identify with and you are meant to be in I haven't had a one second in my life where I've wished I was a man and I cannot imagine how exhausting that is to know that the person within doesn't match the person on the outside yeah and to kind of summarize on what z says it's like why would you go through all that pain all that hate all that cost all that loss to so you can just go into a female bathroom do you you know like yeah it's just when you put it like that it's a bit like when i see drug users in blackpool who are on the street and just uh, just in the pits of, of life they are just they have nothing and you know people sneer at them and they're like oh you know like oh that they're awful that you know they'll mug you they'll hurt you and I just think why would you choose that life mm. they've fallen into it just by circumstance and I just think if we keep taking that step back and reviewing and really reflecting then we'll just be better people as as a whole really but yeah that's that's my view but yes thank you for the article it was a really fantastic to read we will pop the link in the show notes and then this week i have been reading choose yourself by james altucker and this was a book that was in my basket for quite a while and then i was having to buy a book for another reason, for another book club. And then I was like, oh, it's in there. Why don't I buy it? And I actually came at a uh, very, I'm really glad basically I finally made the effort to read it. So the subtitle is called Be Happy, Make Millions, Live the Dream. And he's basically someone who has invested in quite a lot of companies, had managed to like, I think had a company in the dot-com boom, sold it, then managed to basically lose all his money. Like he's definitely been one of those people that's been like, in the total despair but then has been in the tech world at a great time and now has written books and stuff and but mainly his thing is just like that the system of a job is like it's done like 
or people that believe we're still living in the 60s and it's like you can have a job and they're going to look after you and you're going to get your gold watch at the end is just wrong and so the idea of choose yourself is this idea of like have confidence in yourself build your own practice like know you and use you as a vehicle to like run your life now this book is definitely not going to be for everyone and I definitely wouldn't say that I even I don't particularly like his writing style like he definitely writes some stuff that I don't necessarily like um it just doesn't suit me as a person mm. so it's not like I'm definitely not being like this is an amazing book in terms of that however what I would definitely say is he is someone that I think the principles behind the book around choosing yourself, I think are good. I think all of us need to take responsibility for ourselves, for who we are, for like what we give to the world. Um, like there's a, a point in the book where you just like A to Z daily practices. And you know, like I'm a massive fan of this idea of like, what are we doing daily to improve ourselves? What are we doing to make ourselves better and also keep ourselves in a really good state? And I think the thing about him is he's really honest. And I think if you're some it's nice to see someone who has had highs but also has had lows um sharing that and I know I feel like I feel like we see that a lot more basically from women than men like I feel like I haven't read as many and that's maybe also to do with my um selection of reading but it definitely was a book that I was like was written in a different style to what I normally use and definitely helped me just to think a bit more around this like what is Chevelle and what can Chevelle offer to the world? And if I was really putting me as my focus, like what would that look like? Mm. Oh, I like that. Mm. that. That sounds good. So who who would you probably recommend it to in, in terms of, of listeners who would be, maybe be interested in that? I think anyone who has anyone who feels like they want to future proof yourself. I think that's what it's about. I think yeah. it's for you know, if you're really trying to think, we all know that our, what is the world going to look like in 20 years time? Like how many people talk about this idea of the job titles that we know today are going to disappear? And I think just even, like, even if you're totally happy with your job, I still think there's masses to gain from being aware of the change that are going to be made and you starting to pay a bit more attention to who you are outside your job as well as inside your job. So yeah, it obviously it isn't, it is definitely targeted to people who are um like our freelance our business owners are like living some like if you've got a multi-hyphen life or whatever but I would say all of us need to be thinking of ourselves as a brand and as an individual and thinking about our futures other like I'm assuming you know otherwise we've still got what 30 years <laughs> left of working <laughs> like there's so long ahead of us and what is that going to look like the way technology is changing so quickly right now you do need to own who you are and like what you give to what you give the world as well I think that's the thing about really owning what you can offer yeah and it's interesting you said that when I uh, set up this this flower business um it was very much uh, you know this is something for me and to sell something and uh, you know to to bring me some joy and and to make people happy um and to, to bring income in and, and that was kind of it and then I did it for about a month and then thought there's something missing here and I decided to start a buy one donate one scheme because I just felt like there was something and then as soon as I did that I was like that's me like mm. that that is how I would love to work in every part of my business now in that 
um and I suppose I've done it with marketing like I have paid clients and then like this week I did some pro bono and I think I'm finding now that I'm trying to figure out what who I am and what how that travels through everything I do yeah um so I think it's a really interesting point so well while you've been reading about all business stuff I've been watching Disney so um (laughs) so I watched the remake of Mulan um whilst I was back home with my family um first point I need to make very disappointed that I couldn't belt my heart out to reflection because there's no songs in the film what like I know so they play the the like instrumental bit throughout of of songs and you can recognize it but I do think and this is why I want to talk about I think it's a really revolutionary Disney film I think they've really stepped away you you wouldn't know it was Disney basically so you wouldn't know it was Disney the lead character I would confidently say is is non-binary which I think it because Mulan is a daughter who then pretend she's a boy mm. to then fight um, in the army. Um, so that was brilliant. Every single person in that cast was, as far as I'm aware, Chinese, okay. which for me is just monumental. And just quickly on that, I watched Dreamgirls last night as well. And I'd say 97% of people in that were black. And again, it's just, we just don't see it enough to see non-white cast and I just think it it just was so profound to see that um but yeah it was a beautiful film it wasn't really what I was expecting it was a lot I suppose darker than I was expecting in terms of Disney Mm. um and like I said the lack of music did kind of break my heart a bit because I was ready to blurt out into song even though my brother would have probably whacked me over the head (laughs) but um yeah it was it was it was good and I do think it's it's for that new generation Mm. of of Disney fans and um yeah pleasantly surprised I would say Mm. yeah it definitely sounds (laughs) like they're making waves um Mm. I actually did watch tv this week and it was frivolous I know frivolous telly what's going on here (laughs) I watched a film called Love Guaranteed. <gasps> Sorry. Go on. We started watching it and my flatmates couldn't stand it. So no, go on. I'm, I can't um, wait. I would it. not recommend watching it at all. <laughs> However, the reason why I thought it would be interesting to talk about though was because the idea behind it, which was the Love Guaranteed is meant to be a dating app that says if you go on a thousand dates you're gar- through this company, you're guaranteed to find love. So it's actually the concept that I thought, because, you know, we haven't necessarily spoken about um, like being single for quite a while, but all the old listeners, you know, obviously we still love you, um, all the single ladies out there. And for me, obviously right now, watching something like that and being like, because the thought of even going on a thousand dates right now <laughs> seems impossible. But also it was just this thing about, the fact that they could make a statement around guaranteeing you'd find love and it, like it being it basically made it feel a bit like this is a numbers game and that's all you've got to do is just like keep going keep going keep going and you'll find someone and I think you know that's definitely a mentality we do I think in a way get taught by sight sometimes which is like you've got to kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince and all that those sort of sayings and I just was like surely that it can't like there has to be a better way actually than just purely 
going out there from a numbers perspective and just being like, just keep going, keep going, keep going. And he would have like three dates a day. He'd just be like, sometimes he'd be like breakfast date, lunch date, dinner date. But I was like, even at that, that's t- take like, basically like a year to do a thousand dates. And then what, what other time you got to do anything else? It's expensive. That yeah. Is, is what that is. And my, the marketer in me is like, if that's a, a matchmaker's like tagline, then they're obviously not very good at what they do if it's going to take a thousand days. We spoke about this before, but I, when I was single, I looked at joining like Match or eHarmony or something, mm-hmm. and they said it was like a three month minimum contract. And I wrote to them, I was like, but what if I find someone in the first week? You're basically saying your service isn't that great. Yeah. And then, yeah, they were like, oh God, I'm not dealing with her. But it just annoyed me. I was just like, you're you're kind of like shooting yourself in the foot by saying, yeah. oh, you'll take a minimum of three months to find someone. It just didn't make sense to me. But um, yeah, my my flatmates were like, can we turn this off? This is terrible. I was loving it. I mean, I was I was all for it. But you know, each to their own. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the the concept is interesting and yeah if if you want a soppy 30 seconds I think you've just got to trust you've got to everyone you date is there for a reason you'll know when you know and Mm. it's as simple as that and COVID unfortunately has made it 10 million times harder because it's just not as straightforward at the minute but maybe this is the time when everyone just has a bit of me time and figures out like you said going back to that book by really figuring out you know who you are what you want and you know in a love sense as well as like a business professional sense yeah oh yeah no I, I don't think having a having a break like I've been having a break from the dating and I, I just am like this is what it is but if there are any listeners that are COVID dating let us know I'd love to know I know some people that are so if you are out there and I think also though if you are someone who believes it's a numbers game how does that make you feel like actually some of the conversations I'm having at the moment are around whilst you might say fine I, I've got to put it on the shelf and like just got to wait now until next year to get back on the dating scene that can like if you're someone who feels like it's a ticking time bomb that can be hard in its own self so if anyone is listening and is a bit like yeah it feels like not being able to date or like just this feeling of it I do believe it's a numbers game and I feel like therefore you know I'm not racking in as many numbers as I want or I'm just waiting and therefore I feel like the clock's against me. Like anyone just send us a DM, free and figuring it out on, on um, Instagram or drop us an email at free and figuring it out at gmail.com because I do know it's something that people are really struggling with right now. And it's something that isn't being spoken about enough as always. Like um, it's definitely difficult for single women out there right now. Well, yeah, because there's, there's no end point either. You you can't say, right, January, I'll start dating again because I'll get out there and I'll, you know, you, we don't know when we can resume normal life in terms of being able to match with someone on a dating app and then go, should we go for a dinner or should we, you know, and then I suppose not be worried that, oh, if I want to take this further, am I allowed? Is it mm. illegal? do they have COVID like it's it's a whole different thing and I think you're right I don't think it's been spoken about enough and maybe it's something we can do an episode on you know for like you say all our single ladies I abandoned the truth sorry but (laughs) Shirelle's still there waving Waving the single flag and it is it is important to talk about it um but again just just to be like gushy but 
you know, I do believe that what is meant for you won't pass you by. And I think <clears throat> it's, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to have that at the back of your mind as well. And just, you know, um, yeah, figuring out the best way for you to navigate this time um, rather than it getting you down. Um, because I know it can be quite draining. Um, and whether you see that as a break from dating, like you probably have Sherelle, or if you see it as, you know, maybe a, a way of lining up potential dates or when things are back up to normality a bit and just having some great conversations online for the minute, or I think it, you've just got to figure out what is best for you in these times. So, mm. but yeah. So which life prompt are we going to leave our listeners with this week? So inspired by me reading Choose Yourself and really also you mentioned something earlier that made bing bing this idea of really like choosing yourself and knowing yourself and really owning who you are like I think we're in a, a phase right now I'm like we need to own who we are um I want the prompt is what am I amazing at because I think we're so often we don't realize what we're good at enough and part of us being able to really contribute to the world and part of us being able to be amazing in our career or amazing in our business or amazing to our community around us is knowing what we are great at and you know we've um i think by just spending a bit of time you might be someone who knows this and some people are really good at knowing their superpowers but if you're not this is definitely something to worth giving a go yeah and try and get rid of that Britishness of oh oh no I'm not amazing at anything very reserved you know modest like let's bring out our happy optimistic American in us and like you know we know we've got American listeners out there so you'll know what we mean you know we applaud you for your confidence and just optimism with everything in life and and as a Brit we can sometimes shy away from that so yeah I think bringing out that and the, the piece of paper isn't going to be like, oh, check your ego. Just write down <laughs> everything that you're amazing at. And then, yeah, figure figure out what that is. But yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you for listening this week. Um, do get in touch, um, free and figuring it out at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook at free and figuring it out. Have a great week and we will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.